0: Hi, I'm Barry Sonnenfeld, director of Men in Black.
1: And I'm Tommy Lee Jones, uh, and I had a chance to work on it.
0: I think that's Annette Bening.
1: Could be, yeah, yeah.
0: So the first thing you're going to see coming up is this sequence that we did after we were done shooting the movie. It was always in the script, but everyone thought it was going to cost too much. But then once they saw the uh, beginning of the movie, they liked it. And the movie enough to let uh, us go shoot this beginning.
1: You mean the bug?
0: Yeah, this flying whole bug? bug, the whole flying bug. That was done about six months after we were done shooting. It was so cool. And this part of uh, the whole bug part was done by a guy named Alan Monroe who did uh, visual effects on both Adams Family movies. There he goes. There he goes. And this. Type the long type here.
1: Yeah,
2: uh,
0: that was designed by Pablo Farrow who did uh, Doctor Strangelove titles and uh-huh. um, uh, a whole bunch of movies. And I uh, he did both Adams Family movies. I love this sort of long typeface. Hey, that Vincent guy is good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, how did you do that bug, Barry? Is that a, a computer bug or?
0: Yeah, where did the, he come from? The uh, bug is in it it's a dragonfly, exists, isn't it? It's a dragonfly, and it exists entirely in the computer. Um, it was uh, scanned in from pictures and drawn, and then it was. And put what about into this computer.
1: background? Uh, I mean, that, that's that's in the that's in the, in one of the studios at, at Sony, right? That's right.
0: right. right. These are all uh, these backgrounds. It's a
1: crane shot or something?
0: It's all miniatures. The whole background hmm. is maybe the size of a twenty foot.
1: 25-foot-long uh, run. So it's a computer dragonfly and a, and, and a, uh, and a miniature highway and, and desert. And they've got a computer moon. Because these mm-hmm. questions that you're answering are, are, are the ones that I'm asked uh, most often. And um, and I've, I've given up pretending to know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: You know, uh, to this day, I watch commercials and ask my wife how they did it, and she always just says special effects to me. Um, so even that truck, that one truck was a real full-size truck. Everything else are little miniature cars. And uh, Graham Place was a line producer. We liked him very much. Who's that guy? Steven Spielberg. He's done uh, several movies on his own. Not only is he a producer, he directs as well. Oh, good. Yeah. He was very pleased with this movie, Tommy. Well, oh.
1: You know, I liked it, too.
0: Walter and Laurie, who just uh, came up as the uh, producers, they're uh, uh, married, and they're very, very beautiful. God damn bugs. Now, this whole scene is on the stage. Oh, God bless you. I'm sorry. Uh, even though it looks like we're actually out in the Arizona desert, this was all done on a big stage here at Sony Pictures. And those are tiny little lights to make it seem like the cars are further away.
1: Yeah, and this was the, the, actually the first uh, day of work. Yep. The first day of work.
0: Didn't you have a problem with one of these people that you felt? Yeah, yeah. I
1: remember complaining that one of the aliens, uh, one of the illegal aliens didn't look um, authentic. It was uh, uh, it, it was the first bad idea that I, that I had. I had many others as time went on. But there were so many good ones, Tommy. Yeah, the, the, uh, there were some good ones. Um, this is my favorite... One of my favorite scenes. I I, I I just love the idea of a of an illegal alien disguised as an illegal alien. Yeah. Um, so again, this
0: was all shot on stage here at the Sony Pictures, because there's so much night shooting. I felt that if we actually had to go to the desert and do it at night, we'd be there for weeks. And instead, I think we did it in a couple of days.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that it took a couple of days. I mean, this was in uh, you we we. We, we did that how many times did we shoot that drive up I think it was 10 or 12 yeah and you took those skid marks out with the computer didn't you
0: yep because uh, after the first take there were these black skid marks that we couldn't deal with
1: and you know it's so much uh, better I, I think to be in the studio because it, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't look real it mm-hmm. looks unreal mm-hmm. in a very appealing way Um. You, you don't you don't have the burden of a real desert there. Yeah. You have a this, it's a beautiful set.
0: And uh, we were lucky, and I think you
1: wrote most of this scene, didn't you, Tommy? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, liked the, you know it's the aliens disguised as aliens. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> We've got a winner here. Todos los demás pueden irse. Váyanse. No se Eleven. Sir. Sir, you can't.
0: I had no idea that you knew how to speak Spanish and I was pleased and delighted that you did. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, some some
1: people like that
0: uh, idea. Oh, okay. This guy was great. He was yeah, he a lot was. of fun to work with.
1: Well, the, the fact is every day was a lot of fun. I mean, those Saworos, I mean, you couldn't really place them like that if yeah. you were yeah, and compose like that if you were um in Arizona. By the way, there I mean yeah, it is Arizona supposed to be.
0: Early on uh when we first came with uh you know the alien that you're about to see, Mikey with the uh <clears throat> big rubber body, we were going to see how it fit into the set and all that. And there was a, a drunk grip up in the perms way up high who kept yelling out snorkel dark snorkel dark and we were so depressed because we didn't know if this movie was going to work at all and there was this guy looking at this big rubber creature sort of making fun of it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now some of these shots are computer graphics uh, All of the work was done at ilm supervised by eric brevig and occasionally like th- this shot was a guy in a rubber suit <laughs>
1: I love the eye that looks back over the top of the head. That's so cool. It's
0: pretty much all rubber suit until he starts to run, because he actually was not capable of moving like that on the set. And again, the background plates are shot in one pass, and then ILM adds the computer guy running, the computer Mikey running on a separate pass. And that's a 50-gallon drum of blue, weird, gooey stuff. That we exploded in front of the lens. So that was real. And coming up was the very first time we ever tried to use our neuralizer.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Which
0: added probably months to the shoot, don't you think?
1: Yeah, that, that, that was an unwieldy prop. Please give me your attention for a moment.
0: Great in concept. I love these guys, these hazmat guys.
1: Oh yeah, with the little with the condom suits, condom suits, and all their efficiency.
2: <laughs> the the
0: the device was unable to both open up and flash in the same take, which I thought wouldn't be a problem. And I said to the prop guy Doug, who you and I personally gave a miserable time to, yeah. Um, you know oh don't worry about it we'll never need it to do both things in the same shot and of course
1: we always did we always
0: did
2: who are you really
1: really I am just a figment of your imagination
0: now look carefully on his face ILM added an effect so that instead of it just being a flash you can actually see veins in his face if you run it really slowly you'll see red veins happening and I I love that he's got this goose sort of dangling.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, those little details uh, add up.
0: So this was like the first week or so of shooting. Will was still finishing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So you and I got to have like about two weeks of work before Will ever came on. I'm
2: sorry about back then. That happens. Been
0: used to.
1: Spirits willing came, and the rest of me. I, I think we were both worried that, uh, about whether or not we'd have a, a you know, a career.
2: Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely.
1: I was convinced we wouldn't. Uh, that's pretty much what I thought. Never work again.
0: Yeah, no. Have you worked since?
1: Uh, yeah, but, but the, you know, the, they didn't know it was me. <laughs>
0: Again, we're still on the stage. Uh, Again, we're still having problems with the flashy thing. Now we're in New York City. This is shot. There's Will, and um, there's our stunt friend, who plays an alien, as you'll see coming up. Keith Campbell. A shot like that, he's attached to a wire, and then Industrial Light Magic takes the wire out of the shot. Same with that shot. There was a wire in that. This is a shot that Will wrote uh, during lunch about uh, it be raining Negroes. That was something uh, he came up with during lunch that night. Yeah, black people. That's right. This is all by the Guggenheim. We were going to go shoot this at Philharmonic Hall, and at the last minute they wanted too much money, yeah. And we came up with the Guggenheim, which is even better because it looks like a flying saucer.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, really worrying about the whether you guys were going to put any bolts in in the wall at the Guggenheim. Right,
0: right, and ruin the uh, Frank Lloyd rightness of it.
1: The Frank Lloyd r- r- rightosity of it all. Exactly. The, the Frank Lloyd righteousness.
0: <laughs> that he does for real, Keith. He's quite a gymnast. Yeah, he's a good athlete.
1: What a beautiful building. I was afraid you guys were going to break a window. Or,
0: You know what? They were very... They made sure we didn't. Again, coming up, see, there's a wire that we then remove in post-production using computers. He's attached to a crane in that whole shot climbing up the side of the building. There's nothing better than shooting nights in New York in the summer. It's relaxing, it's uh, warm, it's humid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the folks are so friendly. And
0: I just love it. Uh, when Will did all this running, it uh, was right after lunch, and he had had a huge hamburger, and I hadn't told him he'd be running all evening, so he was a little bit sort
1: of sad.
0: But I think he's running fine.
1: Yeah, he runs good. Runs real good. Oh, Okay.
0: Coming up uh, uh, is an amazing shot, Uh, Keith will jump off the edge of the Guggenheim using a device called a decelerator where you actually free fall and at the last second this wire that's attached to you. uh,
1: Tell about the eyes.
0: Oh, the eyes. That was done in post-production too. With a computer? uh, With a computer uh, that made that second set of eyeballs. And Keith had never jumped off a building backwards before. And he was telling me how nervous he was. And I said, well, I'd be nervous if I had to do what he's about to do. And he said, no, he was nervous about the acting. He wasn't worried about that fall, which, by the way, he did quite well.
1: He did it very well.
0: Now, this shot's really complicated because the lights in the window are from one take. The camera was locked down. The lights in the window are from one take. You can see up at the top.
1: What's that moving light up there? Yeah, uh, what think, is that? Is that I an airplane? That
0: might be Edgar Bugs uh, flying. Oh sports. no, no, here, yeah,
1: here it comes. So that's comp- that's the uh, computer doing that, isn't it?
0: Yep. And the cow yeah. was from a different take. Yeah, bang, there goes. And the, the wood was totally computer generated. The stuff that flew towards the lens. Yeah. And here's our introduction to Vincent D'Onofrio. He was in Full Metal Jacket.
1: What a fine actor! And yeah, and these two people are very, very funny. They they don't look funny, but <laughs> you uh, can't. But they make you laugh for a long time. I remember being
0: at the first read through that we had uh, together. All the actors sitting around a table, and you saying about Siobhan, who plays his wife. If all the actors can be as good as she is, we'll be just fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's
1: brilliant and consistent. Whoop.
0: There we go. Uh, The hand is computer graphics, and that's a stunt guy on a wire being pulled in.
1: Did they tranquilize this dairy cow?
0: No. It was late at night, and, uh, well, you know more about cows than I do.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm but you're not
0: a dairy cow kind of guy, are you?
1: No, I'm not. I'm a range cow kind of guy. But I, I, I don't. I, it's, it, I'm amazed that she just stands there.
0: No animals were at all bothered during the making of this movie. As
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that is a funny woman. Yeah.
0: Now Vincent uh, Edgar is no longer Edgar. Inside of Edgar is our alien creature.
1: Yeah. I love this set, by the way. I just Mm. love this set.
0: Bo Welsh is uh, the best production designer. He's just brilliant. And we built this actual set in Simi Valley on location. It's supposed to be upstate New York. And I did about 15 takes of Vincent drinking the sugar water, and it actually is sugar water. And by the end of the day, he was flying high on car on sugar
1: glucose or
0: whatever on, it is yep. coming up is a shot that I- combines both a Rick Baker design mask and an ILM morph so we shot Vincent one way then Vincent holding on to a mask as you're about to see and in be- the, the frames in between were done by Industrial Light and Magic Siobhan of course has to faint for the comedy
1: There's a, a really um, beautiful physical presence uh, that, that vince uh mm-hmm. creates um for uh i mean can you imagine sitting in the hotel at night trying <laughs> to think of how you would walk if you were if it was only your skin and there was this giant cockroach inside your body' it's kind of Kafkaesque is the is the easy thing to call it.
0: Yeah, you know, Vincent did a lot of work on on trying to figure that out. And he,
1: he, he, clearly, he did.
0: He also watched Dr. Strangelove a lot. And uh, you'll see one scene where he totally imitates Peter Sellers at the end of Strangelove, where he, yeah. he's trying to keep his hand down. This was a set we built in New York City, which was what we call the uh, cover set. We only would go there when it was raining. And if you remember, Graham Place, in order to save money, picked a warehouse which had a tin roof so you would actually be here while it was raining, hearing the rain.
1: Yeah, you get, out, you get in and out of the rain and, and uh, enjoy all of its uh, audio presence.
0: All right. Here's our introduction to Linda Fiorentino. Laurel
2: Weaver, Deputy Medical Examiner. Find me at the Morgan 26, I'll show you. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Excuse me. You're Dr. Weaver. This
0: always gets a nice laugh
1: because yeah, it's like so this. cruel. It, well, it's cruel and it's kind of you know, out of the way. You know, uh, it's neat to see it through the glass. Mm-hmm. I really uh, I enjoyed this scene. Uh-huh.
0: This is a great scene to shoot. Uh, you cut out a lot of dialogue from this scene and made it shorter and funnier.
2: Who are you? Yeah. Yeah, he said the world was coming to an end. Did he say When?
1: I'd I never got do. my tie straight that day.
0: No, but you know what? Uh, that line's so funny yeah. that no one's noticing. Absolutely. Did you did did he say when?
1: Yeah. Come on, let's take look. It you is know, funny. Then I I remember not uh you know believing that anything was funny and that mm-hmm. actually turned out to our advantage. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to you. Well, my theory is uh the best way to have a
0: comedy is when no one's trying to be funny.
1: Right, and it's, you know, I'm, I've gotten to be an old man without quite learning that yet.
0: <laughs> hey, guess who we're about to meet? Shalhoub. Shalhoub. The great
1: whatever.
0: This was down on Orchard Street uh, about August. No, uh, June. It was June, it was warm, it was relaxing, we were smoking cigars.
1: Yeah, and all these beautiful colors, these blues and reds. Um and in and the and the bicycle here in a minute,
0: I used the same bicycle, which you'll see in a few minutes uh in uh for Love or Money, a movie that went on to do thirteen million dollars. so I thought maybe we could ha- achieve the same success with this one yeah Rick Baker again, who's the best, uh, gave Tony different teeth one eye that's totally wall-eyed much bigger ears and there are people that don't realize that that's Tony Shalhoub
1: and there are people who think it is
0: yeah <laughs> that's the sad part um, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie I think it's just really funny, it is funny. and it's so underplayed
2: you know what, talk to me, he, he is just crazy when he's like this, he's always crazy when well, you get a massage, take a cruise and i <laughs>
0: Uh, That was a little digital effect with industrial light and magic. And this next shot where Tony's head grows back, it took seven months to do. Uh, We were working on the computer with it for seven months. And we gave Tony helium to breathe in so that his voice went from really high to normal in a matter of seconds.
1: That always works. Yeah. I mean, by now, this movie is just just cool
2: you know it's just
1: it's just cool if you're eight years old it's cool if you're 70 years old
2: it's still cool yeah
1: um i don't care who directed it or who's in it i'm i'm loving this movie by now i do care who directed it oh thanks i care who was in it (laughs) you know I know. i don't know Right, that's get it, all of
0: it. Now, you we shot this. I, was it in two nights, Tommy, or one?
1: This part I, it was one. One, right, yeah. right. We had places to go and things to do. Time. And um, we didn't shoot too many takes ever. No. Which I thought was pretty cool. And the cool, the really cool thing is how well prepared everybody was. Shaloub was... Pr- such a fine actor. Yeah. And uh, was ready. There, there it
0: is. Yeah, that's... Uh, check out for Lover or Money. I can make a few dollars on the video rentals, at least. We we did a very similar thing with bikes. By this point, I'm trying to say, for Will, who's really the audience's point of view, what's real, what isn't real, did I just see that bike with lights, didn't I? Now we're in another set at this really fine Chinese restaurant oh, that... Yeah. that uh, by the way, do we know what the joke is, that, whose punchline is, he's eating my popcorn?
1: Yes, we, it, it, it's a dirty joke. Which is we it? Can't, yeah, and we can't repeat it here. And it's not very funny. Um, you got to go. Thanks for the egg rolls, kid. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Who are you? So that
0: really, that whole outside there, that's still on the stage with uh, drizzling out the window, because we were only ever on these particular sets in New York when uh, we had to go to cover because it was raining. Mm. Let's check this out. Coming up, um, this was again shot in Simi Valley, although it's supposed to be upstate New York. One of the things I love about this guy you're about to see is I love people that look like their profession. So I thought that this guy looked like an actual roach, even though he's a roach exterminator. Uh,
2: taking care of problem. <laughs>
0: problem. Uh, he's an actor, but he did his own stunt at the end. He falls down on his face, as you'll
1: see. You can see that, you know, I, I love it. When, uh, you, you, can, you can see that uh, he's ha- this guy is having a good time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he, he's loving what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That's very engaging.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but you want to get rid of him?
2: Oh, in the worst way.
0: So that rod is mm, CG, gross. and all that green stuff is computer graphics. And there, he's on a wire, and then we just remove the wire and post. And. This is the size of his spaceship, which of course he can't get in. I love how frustrated Edgar is this entire movie. Yeah. Everything about New York is just it so it doesn't fr- work. It doesn't work.
1: It's it's very difficult to come ten ten trillion miles and <laughs> get anything done here on this stupid planet. Yeah. This is a, a set we
0: built at Sony and Bo Welsh pretty much design the set for this specific shot you'll see that this is an elevator set the camera continues to push in we pretend the doors have closed and you hear a sound and then this next set that you're going to see is really just behind those doors and we're about to meet rip torn
2: you're late sit out Is Is he
0: related to you, Tommy?
1: No, Rip is not related. He is related to Sissy Spacek. That's right. And uh, he's from Taylor, Texas. uh, He's an old uh, liberal. He's an old radical. He's a very fine actor. He's a good, good friend. He likes to fish. He loves to fish. And he's played my father before. We did uh, a... um, we did uh, "Cat on a Hot Tin Roof" too, right? One time, the the best, sir. he played Big Daddy. You know, he actually understudied the part of Brick in the original Broadway production, and hmm. New Tennessee Williams. He's um, a—he is a man of the theater. I love these chairs, the little egg, awkward egg chairs. Yeah, the
0: awkward egg chairs. What happened was um, when Bo Welsh showed me these chairs, which are sort of de- similar to the ones designed by. Saarinen, who's a famous Finnish architect. Bo wanted circles everywhere to represent flying saucers, you know, like all the circles in the ceiling. And he showed me these egg chairs. And as soon as I saw the egg chairs, I decided to rewrite the scene to make the test about who would be smart enough to get a table. So when I saw the chairs, I said, You know what, Bo, give me a big, heavy table And instead of the test being an actual test, the test is only which one of these guys is a a different kind of thinker that would think, you know what, this isn't about a test, this is about I need a table to write on. Uh, Eric Brevig, who was a visual effects coordinator, shot a lot of the uh, inserts and and additional shots on that. I love what Will's doing with the pencil, putting it back together again. Yeah, Yeah, he's... uh Physical uh, comedy,
1: right? On the on the page, this this scene wasn't very interesting. Yeah, yes. And on the screen, it's uh, it is.
0: It's one of those things also where the longer it goes on, the funnier it is. But you have to sort of figure out just you know how long is long enough. And here uh, we had Skip Leavesay, who did the sound effects, create a horrible screeching, scraping sound for this. you you already know he's your guy yeah besides you ran down a cephalopoid on foot yeah this is a scene that i didn't think was going to work and in fact when uh i was having our first preview up in san jose i told all the sony executives that i had left the scene in just so that they could see how it wouldn't play with an audience but that I was going to cut it out of the movie, but I just wanted them to see. And, of course, we have this scene, and it gets huge laughs. And
1: Yeah, I remember. You, you never liked this scene.
0: No.
2: May I ask why you felt little Tiffany...
0: Although Tiffany, the 8-year-old white girl, is pretty funny.
2: How did you come to that conclusion? Well, first I was going to pop this guy hanging from the street light, and then I realized, you know, he's just working out. And how would I feel somebody come? Running? It was an
0: annoying set to shoot on. It took days there was smoke, there were effects, there were strobe lights. Um, I let a lot of it be done by second unit because I just felt it was going to be a, an annoying scene to shoot. Rip's pretty funny there. This
2: time of night with quantum physics books, she's about to start some shit, Zed. She's about eight years old. Those books are way too advanced for her. If you ask me, I say she's up to something. And to be honest, I'd appreciate it if you eased up off my back about it.
0: And we Will ad-libbed a bunch of this stuff.
2: Or do I owe her an apology? That
1: was a good shot,
0: though, right? That's a monumental shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I worked really hard on that. <laughs> but this kid ran down a cephalopoid on foot, boss. That's got to be tough
0: enough. Hey, look, there are like four of us. Well, two of you, me and Rip. I love this next scene coming up. That was actually probably, this next scene probably was a scene we did more takes of than any other scene in the movie. Because I didn't think that I was going to cut away very much. And and uh, I remember that was the one time we were up in the late teens. On this walk and talk.
1: Yeah, that's, that, that was, um, I sure am glad that I took the time to learn my lines. Yeah, because it was... Doing it 18 times. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh,
0: I love how these big lights... Look. The, the big circles go Yeah, overhead. the flying saucers going overhead.
2: Yeah. I mean, graphically,
1: it's uh, really cool you know i never believed this part
0: of the whole movie you this, didn't, this part here really
1: yeah i don't know why
0: yeah well i don't blame you it's a little but this next scene is pretty
1: i believed every word
0: of the, uh, every word of the next scene
1: yeah creatures without a planet did you ever see the movie casablanca
0: what's interesting about the next scene which is the scene where we get to meet what we call the worm guys is, uh was Rick Baker's idea to use actual puppeteers and actual puppets.
1: They were brilliant.
0: They were funny and brilliant and, and
1: specific. I remember I used to always want to be on Sesame Street and, and work mm-hmm. with Kermit. Right. But uh, I never dreamed I'd, I'd find something <laughs> ten times better in my life. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a chance to work with Kermit someday.
0: Maybe Kermit and a worm guy.
1: Oh man, would that be great? <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, yeah. No, I, I just love this. Uh,
0: and their rods are like sticking out of the backs into the wall, and the puppeteers were on the other side with monitors so they could see what you were doing.
1: But they're just ridiculously obscene little worms. Yeah, guys. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, also,
0: they're like the disgruntled workers. You know, they're always and they smoking. smoke
1: and they drink coffee and they. They steal and they don't. They steal supplies. and they, you know, they they don't. They loaf. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're loafers. I, I love the worm guys.
0: Yeah, they're some of my favorite people in the in the show. Now this next scene was interesting because we were. Oh, I always very, thought that
1: was a beautiful shot, by the way, the Oh, battery. thank you. Yeah. I just I love that. I love that.
0: Doesn't it look like Will could just lift up a foot and crush either one of us, Tommy?
1: Well, he's always been able to do that.
0: <laughs> this day, we were in a very public place, which is Battery Park, and I don't know if you remember this, but for some reason it was one extra that always managed to kick like a can or some, make oh, some... Oh, I'll
1: never forget that. I mean, there was this, there was this one extra, would, uh, and, and there was a, a can, and this guy would, every time he walked by this can, he would kick it. And I don't know... <laughs> You know, it was like psychotic can-kicking extra. (laughs) It made all this damn noise.
0: And it was a hard day. It was hot. We were trying to do it in one day.
1: The catch is, you will sever every human contact. The architecture is just beautiful. The round and the square and the the right angles in the background. I'll give you the sunrise to think it over.
0: Now you remember when you first were sent men in black that it didn't take place in New York at all. It was in it it? Yeah, elsewhere El- Nevada and Washington and yeah. Can- Laurel, Kansas, underground with big bugs that ate grape jelly. Yeah There's a very I love that structure script. in the background. Oh, the brick uh,
1: cannonade or whatever yeah. it is yeah, old fort to defend defend ourselves against um, aliens. In in sailing ships, it's a beautiful structure.
0: Well, Will's thinking about becoming a man in Black.
1: And there's Ellis Island, the Museum yeah. of Immigration, there on the left.
0: You think he's going to join?
1: Yeah, he'll he'll join.
0: You convinced him?
1: Yeah. Because he, he's strong.
2: <laughs>
0: I
1: love this shot.
0: This was shot, if you look carefully, six months later, it's winter, so you can see steam coming out of smokestacks. There's no longer leaves on certain trees if you look really carefully, but it was a shot I really wanted to get. Now we're back on this great set. And I love this scene between you and Will. It's one of my favorite scenes.
1: You know, I never got that necktie right.
0: That's a little crooked again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, which is you know kind of neat. It's kind of you know it's fine. That it's '50s suit. Yeah. I think in, 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 the, in the in the neckties never worked in the 1950s, did they?
0: they no, they I, were never right.
1: That was really
0: a large part of what created the Cold War.
1: Those damn neckties.
0: Now coming up, this is a real set uh, that we built on a big stage at Sony. But on this shot here, there's a combination of both. Like that guy is computer graphics, but some of these and the worm guys are obviously computer graphics. Wait, 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 is that, the, how is
1: that obvious? It's not. I mean, oh,
0: be, oh it's real. It's well, you're right. Uh, and I'm gonna and you see the little alien down there? Yeah. That's the guy who played Mini Me in uh,
1: Austin Powers. Yeah, it was a, a that's a real little guy in a, in a in a suit. In a suit. And people always want to ask me what that thing is. No, I just tell him it's a big puppet.
0: A puppet? Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's a big puppet. It has certain phallic overtones. It does? Uh, to me. But what doesn't? To me. So here we are on this great set, and it's very sort of 50s Saarinen architecture, lots of curves and all that. This is... Um, the Gadget Room. The Gadget Room. Going to replace... You're going to have to buy the White Album again. They uh,
2: Human thought
0: is so primitive. That ball, uh, and every time you see the ball, is done yeah. with uh, computer yeah. graphics. Yeah. This was a scene that was never scripted, and we sort of did it on our own, and then got Sony's permission to do it later. But it's a very complicated, annoying scene to do. Yeah, that's always funny. Yeah, the guys. I
1: never thought it, I never thought this would work. I mean, I had, I had no idea that this was, scene was going to be so funny and effective.
0: Yeah, neither did I, Tommy. That's what's really scary. I love Rip yeah. knowing that he's should duck And, uh, and you know, we just sort of ad-libbed all this, you know, with Will sort of saying, watch out, sorry.
1: You thought it was funny as hell. I
0: love those gadgets,
1: though. Sorry, y'all. Yeah,
0: Doug Harlock who was our prop guy did a great job and we we were we were tough on 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 him Do you remember
1: how many uh, uh, different times we named these twins? Oh yeah, we had so <laughs> we we had uh 15 different names for those things.
0: Do you see the guy who's standing upside down in the background behind yeah, your shot? Yeah, he's
1: cool. I, I mean that guy had a hard day that day. Yeah.
0: He could actually walk even upside down. We had special cables attached.
2: our teacher had to be from, from, like, Venus
1: or something like that. Ms. Edelson, Jupiter, actually. Well, w- one of the moons.
0: Yeah, you made up names for the aliens. Uh, there was Bob and Ray. There was a whole Yin bunch of... Yin and Yang. Them. Yin and Yang.
1: Yeah. But um, your idea of, uh, of a simple, you know, one-syllable American name and then that...
0: The alien name, and the right. And the
1: gobbledygook was the, the best.
0: There's Danny DeVito and Stallone down there.
2: You will dress only in attire, specially sanctioned... Now
0: we're up here at, uh, in the locker room. I never thought this scene was going to work. How about that? You're a brilliant fake typist.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, when when you ha- when you have trouble acting, you know, getting really proppy is always. Uh, oh, I see. Always a help. It's another beautifully designed if image. If you can't act, both. what you do is you act like you're doing something. Oh, I see. It's a, you know, not many people know that. Thank you. So uh, those if, watches were cool. Yeah.
0: So you believe that if you if you are concerned about a scene, give you a prop and that will help.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or uh, anything to hide behind.
0: Okay. Let's see how he does on his tie. Maybe yeah. he had a better dresser. He probably did. <laughs> yeah. Mata was his dresser's name.
2: You know what the difference is?
0: There you go. See? Yeah. Well, that's good timing, yeah. huh? Yeah. It helped the whole acting work. Now we're back in Manhattan on the uh, around Prince Street and Broadway around there somewhere with a cat.
1: We had some narrative problems here with the, with the cat. We we're trying to figure out. Uh, yeah. The plot deal. No, it was later with the little dog.
0: The dog saved everything. We changed the entire plot in post-production just by using the dog and subtitles. This is where I think Vincent is doing the uh, Peter Sellers performance from Dr. Strangelove.
1: Well, is what, he's, what it really, I mean, <laughs> that's just, you know, inspiration. It's a, it's a reference. Um, it's an homage, an homage, if you will. Mm-hmm. But this is really good Vincent D'Onofrio stuff is what it is. Yep.
2: B, we've got the deposed Sir Prefect.
1: Uh, for me personally,
0: this is one of the funniest days of shooting in my life. Because we gave Rip really hard words to say, like rolling fish goat. Yeah. <laughs> and it and uh, I remember he had a glass of ice yeah. under, under the, his desk, which he used to help. He would chew on ice, and we just drove him. Uh, not we, I did. I would just drive him crazy that day. I think it was one of his hardest days on the show. Yeah, it was not an easy day. It was funny.
1: For, for real. It, and it was funny, yeah.
2: This is a good one for him to warm up on. Go get him, Tiger.
1: Go get him, Tiger.
0: Again, all of these effects are done in post-production by ILM. We just had a blank screen there. Now we're outside near uh, sort of the Wall Street Financial District. In your Ford LTD? Yeah, P.O.S. P.O.S. POS, Ford POS.
2: See, now we got to work on your people skills. You know, you get a much better reaction if you were a little more polite. Fasten your seatbelt, please. Whoa, that was good. Did you hear just yeah, uh,
1: Cars are like uh, keyboards. Oh, it's
2: a prop for
1: you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, something you can do.
0: And now we're going. Uh, this is a great restaurant in the Meat District in uh, Lower Manhattan. And the scene that's coming up, which is subtitled, allowed us to totally change the plot of the movie. In the original movie that we shot, uh, these two guys, Carl Strike and, and, and Mike Nussbaum, uh, our two actors, were enemies. They represented two feuding galaxies. And in the final movie, they're <laughs> on the same team. Um, and it was totally rewritten in post-production, since they're not speaking any known language and it exists with uh, subtitles.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, very cool, very useful, and uh, it worked like a charm. Carl
0: played Lurch in uh, Both Adams Families, and Mike Nussbaum is uh, a great actor who didn't know that I was going to ask him to do a face plop into... A dish of pierogi with cockroaches on them until the day of shooting what are pierogi pierogi is uh, a Polish name for sort of a dumpling, okay. which can be fried or boiled. Those are the pierogi right there yeah this actor uh, who 's Russian, was upset that i didn 't give him more lines of dialogue, and that 's actually rick baker 's face. Uh, on on as a mask that we put on uh, a mannequin there you go there oh. go those cockroaches okay mike do a face plop no not yet this cat was well behaved
1: i love it uh, oh yeah
0: yep there goes the face plop. those that tail is totally computer graphic
1: i love that clock Oh, do I ever ever love that clock?
0: That one there, yeah. Yeah, In the
1: background over the cat's shoulder right there? Yeah. That was cool. There's so many uh, subtle and and really cool decisions made by these uh, designers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little uh, strange love moment there. Yeah, Bo works with uh, someone named Cheryl, who's a set dresser, who's just fantastic. This is a actor named Patrick Breen, who's been in almost every movie I've directed, and he's no matter what you just put him in a movie and he's funny.
1: He's not only funny, but he's just real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a big part of being funny, as you've always said. But this guy's this guy's real. Well, look, this scene.
0: She was great, too. This scene was uh, kind of difficult to shoot because, as you'll see, you know, Will gets thrown around in the background. And for me, what I love about this scene is how we never cut into a close-up of Will. And the whole scene plays out in uh, in this one shot coming up without ever cutting. That was a shot that Steven Spielberg wanted me to do. We did this later. That, that's not even Blue Sky. That was on the stage. So you and, and and Patrick are in the foreground, and Will was shot blue screen. He had three different harnesses and was being pulled in three or four different directions. And then ILM combined several different takes of that and then animated the tentacles. Yeah. And there's no cut. It all plays out. You're doing great, eh?
1: Yeah this uh, the information that you're uh sharing with us now is uh those are, uh, those are the questions that I'm asked most often I never know the answer I love the little squid and that was totally
0: created by Rick it's radio controlled by Rick Baker congratulations Reg it's a squid yeah and even the the vomiting that's about to happen was done Actually, using Rick's device. There's no computer graphics in that at all. It's all real. And this is one of my favorite moments because, for me, this sums up the entire movie. When you say to him, anything about that, seems unusual. Usual, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, where do I start? Would scare Ridget so badly that he'd risk a warp jump with a newborn.
2: Let me check oh, the hot sheets.
0: This was shot down on Wall Street.
2: Hot
1: Best investigator reporting on the planet. Go ahead, read the New York Times. Didn't
0: you and I go back and forth on whether or not we thought the tabloids were controlled by the MIB or not? Didn't, we had some philosophical discussions about that.
1: We did. And, uh, and I, 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 I don't remember what it was, but I know that I wound up agreeing with you.
0: I think I wound up agreeing with you, but decided it was too late, and we would just do what I came up with.
1: But the, somebody had said that there, there was uh, there might be some value to the movie if the uh, tabloids were under the control of the uh, uh, of, of the Men in Black agency. In fact, that might be a factor in the um, uh, in the original comic books. Right, uh, and that's where it came from. Because in, in in the comic books, the tabloids are under the control of. Uh, the agency.
0: This is one of my favorite scenes. You know, I just love how flat you are, how insane Siobhan is, yeah. and how Will is basically the audience's point of view into the movie.
1: Uh, he's, he's, Will is so humane. But you know what? To me, what's really charming about this scene is that green grass and the blue sky and the uh-huh. black and white cows.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's unworldly, un, unworldly. You know, it's un... It's out of this world. And you can see it right there in the, through the yep. window. That's just insanely simple mm-hmm. green hill. And that hideous um, wallpaper. And the beautiful blue sky. You,
0: you noticed earlier that Will started to drink the lemonade and spit it out. And we decided that was because there was no more sugar
1: in the house. In right? the
0: house, because Vincent uh, Edgar Bug had drank it earlier in the movie.
1: Did he say anything?
2: Yes. He asked me for some water. Some, uh...
0: In fact, this is, was Will's first day of work. Yeah? We had, you and I had been shooting for about two weeks, and we were trying to figure out the glasses.
1: Tap water. All right, Beatrice, there was no alien. Flash of light you saw in the sky was not a UFO. Swamp gas from a weather balloon was trapped in a thermal pocket and refracted the light from Venus.
2: Oh, wait, wait a minute.
0: We tried a whole bunch of different things with this scene. We were just ad-libbing different
1: ways to go. And that weak-ass story is the best you can come up with. All right. On a more personal note, Beatrice, Edgar ran off with an old girlfriend. You're going to go stay with your mom a couple of nights. You're going to get over it and decide you're better off. Well, yeah, you know, because cause
0: he, he never appreciated you anyway. And finally, you get fed up. You don't want to be part you of it.
2: What? You kicked him out. And now that he's gone, you going to go in town, you go to Bloomingdale's. Find, That's you know, enough. Dresses, You've heard enough. Sell some shoes, you know, find <laughs> somewhere maybe you get a facial. And, uh, oh, hire a decorator to come in here quick. Cause
0: the other brilliant thing about leaving is in case Will was really screwing up with the comedy, you didn't have to be in the same frame
1: with it. No, yeah, I was gone.
2: Okay, look, check it out, man. When do I get my own flashy little memory messer-upper thingy? When you grow up.
1: Hmm, okay. Please, not
0: green. Oh, That's my least favorite prop. To me, mine, me, it, lo- it doesn't look real. That's why we never saw it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too colorful. Oh,
2: wait, that was on Final Jeopardy last night. Damn, Alex said... we have a bug.
0: That was another prop that occasionally
1: wouldn't open. We don't like bugs. Yeah, that thing... It had a bad little latch. The latch. So I mean, look at that grass. It's, it's so... Weird. weird. The whole
0: the whole movie sort of has a surreal stylized feeling to it even the reality of it
1: yeah that's one of the strangest things about that exterior is that that grass is really that green and that's real grass and it's real sky Mm -hmm. and it and it really looks painted
0: now we're on a set. We're not actually in a morgue. We're back at Sony Pictures on a set. And I think this is the day I first taught you how to defend yourself if you're attacked by lying on the floor and kicking your hands and going like this with kicking your feet and going yeah, like you, that. That
1: was your hand-to-hand yeah, uh, ha- hand hand combat yeah. lessons that, from, from Barry. And I, you know, there's things I didn't, really, I didn't know about how to defend yourself when, you know, when you're being bullied on the playground.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think that's also when you realize just how manly I was and what kind of director you were dealing with. Is that not right, Tommy? We,
1: that's when we began to understand that that, uh, that Sonnenfeld was a force to be reckoned yeah, with.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now we're back in the morgue, and that is not actually Mike Nussbaum. That's a head built by Rick Baker. And this is when she discovers there's something kind of weird going on with that uh, body.
1: Uh, do you think there are uh, real aliens? What are your thoughts on the existence of aliens? You
0: know what? I'm scared about aliens, ghosts, spirits. Uh, I can't watch scary movies. I think that, I don't know if there are aliens or not, but I do believe that we don't have a clue what's really going on. And you, Tommy?
1: Um, I, I, I agree with you as, as always. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't have a clue. We um, watch the if the, if the universe uh, is infinite, isn't it? Is it? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard, I mean, I don't know if it's infinite or not. I never can get my, uh, my mind around that idea. Is it infinite or is it not? I mean, sometimes you read in the New York Times that they have a way of figuring out um, how big the universe is, yeah. or, or how old it is, and I can't really uh, um, square that with the concept of infinity. You know, if, if, if it has a size, it's finite, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. If it has a definable size, if it has an origin, it has a be- then it has a, a big. Be- Beginning, and yeah. that again, this puts it outside the realm of or infinity or inside the realm. Something.
0: I like your theory, which you state in the movie, which is that 500 years ago, everyone thought the Earth was flat, yeah. uh, you know, that basically whatever we believe in now will be proven wrong, wrong later. later. So I'm kind of relaxed about
1: it. Mm-hmm. I am too. But the question is, because and, and, it's relevant to the, this idea about the existence of aliens, if the universe is infinite, then of course there, there are aliens. Yeah.
0: And they, I bet they look exactly like our aliens, and that we just sort of... G- got it right. Got it right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But maybe the universe is not infin- in- in- infinite.
0: Then we'd be totally wrong.
1: Okay, now we've got that <laughs> squared away. I'm glad we know that these things.
0: Now. now, I think what's exciting is we're about to see a really cool alien.
1: Oh, I love this guy. We you called know what? him Chucky. I, Ch- yeah, I thought he was, you know... You know what I thought at first... I thought this is just in, impossibly cute, Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. stupidly cute. And and then I actually grew to like this little guy.
0: You know what I think also helped a tremendous amount is Danny Elfman's music in that whole section yeah. had an emotional resonance to it that so that it didn't feel cute. It felt weighty and important. Yeah. Will's very funny in this scene. He's very funny. As is Linda by uh, being such a
1: straight person. Yeah. Uh, hey, Will's always funny.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Dr. He, if Will is so funny that if you stand next to him and don't do anything, they're going to think you're funny, you're too. are funny, too. Yeah.
0: You know, that's that's my theory about comedy. You, you only want one you, one funny guy, and then both guys are funny. That's right. You never want two comedians in a movie.
1: No, all you got to do is stand next to Will and not do mm-hmm. nothing. See? Mm-hmm. And, and
0: people think you're funny. Now you're funny. Right.
1: That was a big plus for me in my life. A little
2: debtor. What do you think
1: killed him? Huh? Dr. White. You're absolutely Okay, now we're about to
0: meet Chucky. Now, this is a really, for me, fascinating combination because in some shots, it's an actual mechanical head with a tiny little Chucky oh, in this. it. Here we go. I love that. Like in that shot, Shh, the steam. that all is really happening there. But whenever we cut to a tighter shot
1: yeah.
0: of Chucky talking, it's actually an 11-foot animatronic... Chucky that we then photographed on a blue screen stage like that and your mind perceives it to be small and that it's a close up but that's an actual 11 foot mechanical device like the size of something you'd see at Disneyland and even some of the wider shots we took the 11 foot head like that and shrunk it down
1: yeah those are astonishing uh, shots in the the, the opened face and the and this uh, I don't know if we'll see it again with that uh,
0: with all the video screens because he's been using this guy the Mike Nussbaum guy to sort of like be his eyes
1: his his pickup truck
0: his pickup truck exactly that he, that he
1: drives around <laughs> see
0: that shot that's an 11 foot tall device that's been matted yeah into another shot
2: At war. The galaxy is on Orion's belt. And
0: we're coming up to one of my favorite moments with you and Will. Uh, again, talking about, you know, comedy by doing nothing is, you know, when Will's saying, aren't you afraid you're going to give her some long-term damage? And you say, little. Yeah. <laughs> Our killings
1: are not going to like
0: this. This guy was
1: one of the royal family. <laughs>
2: I knew it.
0: So, again, uh, that whole mechanical scene is a combination of large... Uh, large Chucky's, small Chucky's, great music from Danny Elfman. Also, uh, great puppeteering. Yeah.
2: yeah. Look, that's what the little dude inside the big dude's head said, right? Right after. Damn, man. He did the flashy thing already. Hey, whoever you guys are, are you're going
0: to. Watch, you'll notice in this next shot, Will doesn't quite get his glasses up. Hurry, Will. Did, did he get them up before you flashed or not? I'll never know. No, he was
1: behind the, the uh, Neuralizer. Yeah, I was totally so it's the okay. Neuralizer directional, so it's okay. Oh, I see, I it see. It works fine.
0: Okay, I was nervous about it.
1: Yeah, I was too, but it, it works fine. Okay. He's behind, see? It goes in, it's, it's directional, the Neuralizer.
2: Have you ever flashed
1: anything me? No. Now we're back outside New
0: York with our hazmat truck, which... See, part of the reason I wanted to set the movie in New York is I felt that if A, if there were aliens they would blend in and be most comfortable living in New York. Of course. And B, you could do things like that and no one in New York would even give a second thought to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Make it a happy memory.
0: Yeah. That's the little ad lib you guys came up with. Yeah. It's a happy memory A happy memory. What attracted you to doing this in the first place? Was it the topic or doing a comedy? or
1: I thought it was a, it just a, uh, the, the the idea was just br- wonderful and attractive uh, and original. It was original, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought. And it was at the time. There have been a lot of alien movies since this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that attracted me was uh, the idea of uh, a police force, and you know, in charge of visitors from outer space.
0: Right. For me, this is one of the two scenes coming up that totally ground and center the movie. I think part of the reason that it became a successful movie is that there actually is a, an emotional component to the movie. And right here in this scene is where that starts. And basically what I love about watching this scene is watching Tommy Lee Jones act to a blank computer screen. <laughs> and, and Without,
1: yeah, it's, it's an emotional scene, isn't it?
0: It's very emotional, and it suddenly makes a movie about something.
1: Yeah, it does, I think it does support the, the humor. It does support the comedy to uh, have in the back of our minds that, that it's, uh, it's, it's really lonely policing the universe. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough job.
0: One of the things I really like about the movie is that not only are you guys heroes, not only do you save the world, but you're in a job where not only do you save the world, but no one can ever thank you for it because you can't exist. So it's truly a for me the the men in black are the most heroic because they know they'll never be thanked.
1: Right, and that's a a, a very uh, strange and attractive thing about the, uh, the the comic books that survived into, into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sort of cool and fascinating.
0: There you are acting to a blank screen, but making us believe that you miss. This woman, even though there was absolutely nothing there when we shot it, subject lost, how poetic <laughs>
1: yeah, subject lost
2: focus a little bit here, so you were the guy in that picture you showed me with the flowers, and I take it she never got those flowers. Well, I remember
0: before marriage. we worked together, talking the to Steve St. John, who's a camera operator, who I think has worked with you...
1: Eight, eight times. Eight, eight times, and yeah. I
0: said, what's Tommy like? And one of the things he said is, there's okay. no greater actor that can act to props than Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, I've, I've been telling you, you know, these props... Um, you know, when in trouble, pick up a prop. Mm-hmm. Again,
0: you guys are acting to a big, blank screen there. And these these two guys are totally controlled by puppeteers that were in the basement. And if you ever went down below and looked below the stage, there was a ghetto of puppeteers. There was all Mm -hmm. the sort of like rich guys working on top, and they had bunks and sleeping bags. Lunch pails. Lunch pails. It was a a very sort of uh, multi-class set. And again, you're not looking at anything here except... uh, Blue screen. Give the kid a weapon. Yeah. Give the kid a
2: weapon.
0: This is another moment that I love, and th- this scene was basically di- directed by Tommy. Uh, it was Tommy's idea to have Will point the little, the noisy cricket, at him. Right here coming up, right there. Tommy said, Why don't you have Will point the gun at me? So this is I think where Tommy realized that he was a comedy director.
1: That's right. That was the beginning of my comedy directing yeah, career yeah, I think right so. there that day.
0: And I, by the way, I'd love for you to direct a sequel if something happens to me.
1: I will. I'll be right there for you.
0: Okay, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. I love this guy, this actor, because he, uh, yeah. Look at his greasy, he looks just like what a New York sanitation guy would look like a greasy, long. Armed. Armed. Uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, not sanitation, a tow truck guy. I just. Yeah. This was a hard day to shoot explosions and I just love his hair that's Mm -hmm. that's his real hair that's not a wig
1: you know there was something about New York that was really beautiful uh, during that time
0: yeah it was a great time of year I love shooting in New York the crews are the the best Uh, the grips and electrics are smart and
1: it seems to me that New York gets happier as time goes by yeah maybe it's me maybe New York is always its own self in in Mm -hmm. many you know we grow into it over a lifetime.
0: Uh, it was such a pleasure shooting here. That's Will on a wire that we pulled him back. Again, here comes another wire. No, actually, on that one, Will just sort of ran backwards and jumped into the can. This scene actually was entirely Will's idea. Will wanted a scene, an action scene, where he got to run down the street. So this is what we came up with. Uh, uh, and, uh, I, again, I love this scene here because it talks about the philosophy about men in black, that, that there's always a virus. Yeah. or
1: There's always some, uh, something threatening life on earth.
0: And here comes my favorite insert of those guys. Are they aliens or are they bystanders? I have a photo of those four people up on my wall at home. Excuse
1: me, ladies and gentlemen. Said we need a containment crew on McDougal Street south of Houseman.
2: Containment may be a moot point, old friend. The exodus continues.
0: And we're about to come up to the scene that uh, many people thought you actually had harmed. Oh, by the way, first of all, these guys, in this particular case, these are not puppets. These are CG computer graphic worm guys. I love that they're stealing the Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah. Like you know when you get on the uh, their uh, duty free cigarettes. Right. They're on their
1: way back to their galaxy, wherever it might be. They're and I had, fleeing.
0: I had to appear on uh, the Today Show to uh, defend the fact that they were smoking cigarettes. Um,
1: you keep your it why? why? They thought that it might, it might cause encourage other, a- other aliens to smoke?
0: Other aliens to smoke cigarettes. Oh. Uh, the scene where you uh, have the discussion with Frank the Pug, uh, uh, I just want everyone to know that every time we are in a close-up of Tommy shaking the off-camera pug, he was actually shaking a stuffed Balto dog, which was a uh, movie that Steven Spielberg had produced.
1: Right, so no animals were harmed in the shooting of that of the upcoming scene.
0: In fact, uh, the pug enjoyed uh, getting uh, held by Tommy, as you'll see.
1: And there were several uh, of them.
0: Yes, they were two. They
1: didn't have to do multiple times. No. And they loved it.
0: They rehearsed for about six months. I love that the pug has an iHeart New York t-shirt. Yeah.
1: The fact that those pugs have never, you know, had it so good.
0: No. They're sad that... Yeah, life has yeah. been a
1: letdown since been in black
0: now, you're about to see my neighbor, Stanley Arkin, cross the frame there. Is that Stanley? That's Stanley Arkin. Bugs,
1: Frank, what do you know? <laughs> I know nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. okay, okay. Rosenberg
2: yeah.
0: And uh, the mouth movement is done by Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, but again, I just love that, you know, for Tommy's character, for Kay. This is not out of the ordinary. No. That's what makes it funny, right?
1: Two in place police brutality.
0: Exactly. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. It's like there, he's he's
0: shaking Balto, the stuffed dog. Oh, oh,
2: the galaxy is here! What do you mean here? galaxies
1: hundreds of millions of stars and planets. How's it
2: here? You humans, when are you going to learn that size doesn't matter? Just because something's important doesn't mean
1: it's not It's just fascinating, oh, Barry. It's just very appealing uh the situation here sure uh, you wouldn't want to if you knew you, you wouldn't want to miss that if you had a chance to go to the movies you'd certainly want to take it
0: and again uh because we could put any words into his mouth that we wanted to we totally changed the plot of the movie yeah by putting sequence. the cat up there yeah
1: and um okay because we really didn't know how to go on from that night. No,
2: day. no. We didn't no. Know
1: that, so the cat really came in handy. We didn't know how we were going to get to the next uh, sequence.
0: Hey, wait, does that say All Ryan on that cat's collar? I think it does. Um, all of the, uh, the universe in that ball, uh, again, is done in post production by Industrial Light and Magic, as was the light reflecting in Linda's eyes which was uh, done in post. As was that. We didn't actually go shoot that. (laughs) Just so you should know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I wasn't working that day.
0: Uh, Coming up is one of my favorite uh, scenes. I I love this scene. In fact, I wanted to play this guy that you're about to see who's played by a great... Comedic actor named David Cross, but I thought that his sensibility and my sensibility in this scene are about the same. I just love how flat he is here. Thank you
2: for making sure the bell works.
0: Another typical New York kind of guy. Yeah. The other thing you can see is that Vincent, uh, who's really Edgar Bug the skin of this dead guy is starting to flake and die, and he's getting more and more. You can see there's yeah. a tooth
1: yeah. right
0: there that's sort of sticking out. Is, it's falling apart.
1: His Edgar suit is, is deteriorating.
0: Yep. Yeah. He, uh, Vincent told me he was doing John Houston in this scene. Is it, Vincent is a,
1: a brilliant actor. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do what?
2: Don't
0: do it. When we did the first take of that, uh, the assistant cameraman jumped about 20 feet away from the camera. Watch out now. uh, Tommy's quite the stunt driver.
2: Get a cat it's not really that hard but if you go in there you gonna let your jack webb on her this moment's
0: on her. a little dubious here we got away with murder about here yeah him convincing you to leave him alone for five minutes well
1: it's like he said if, you know if we believe the audience believes I told you, I don't know. but uh, it's hard to figure out why oh yeah he was afraid that i would neuralize,
0: neuralize her, her again and, and hurt and her brain wipe up wipe out half of her med school classes yeah Again, we're back on the set at Sony here.
2: Hello? How you doing? Hello. I'm Sergeant Friday from the 26th Precinct. A cat came in with a
0: corpse the other day. uh, We did a lot of takes uh, of this because we had Will constantly improvising and coming up with even more outrageous and funny things to say. But uh,
1: we decided to go pretty straight with it the um the that, the the checked mm-hmm. or plaid look of the walls is uh very appealing
0: another brilliant Bo welsh decision
1: it's it's just fascinating what Bo did yeah, yeah you can i mean it's very hard to take your eyes off off this movie because things it's, it's so many things to see yeah and you get to laugh while you're seeing mm-hmm. you know. oh
2: one thing i gotta drive you know it's not some macho trip i'm what i'm saying that's just
0: i love that moment where even though he's a bug he's already sort of thinking oh enough of this bad performance here from uh jay gross yeah they love those gross moments now it's dawning on jay well what's going on but it's a little bit late i love the uh, writing in this scene
2: i
1: never thought this scene would work
0: you know what on the day of shooting neither did i
2: because oh, the the so
0: there are too many things having to happen at the same time, and why aren't you shooting? And how does he get away? And um, all those
1: things that we worried about—the you know—it turns out nobody cares.
0: And then things that you don't worry about, everybody cares. Everyone cares about. Yeah. How is it okay? I'm
2: saying it's going to be
1: okay. But well, we don't want to admit that.
0: Oh no, you're right. That was a big wire removal there. As is that, as is that. Ah! Ah! Let
2: me go! Ah! Ah!
0: Here's a weird thing. I thought only people in New York would get the joke of Edgar throwing this guy's beaded seat out. Yeah. And, and I did it not for a joke. I did it because I needed will to see something a that clue. made him a yeah. clue. And it turns out that not only was it a clue, but it was ended up being really funny, and even in other states, people laugh at the beaded taxi thing. That made me gag just watching that on the day we were shooting. A cab. See? Yeah. The clue. Will hurt his ankle on that shot. This is one of Will's favorite moments, which is that Will is all energy. Yeah. And you know what? You know, you're just sort of relaxed about it. He laughs every time he sees that shot.
1: He's he's hiding the noisy cricket behind his back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's smart.
1: He's so cool.
0: (laughs) Now we're coming up to the next scene that we totally, totally... Rewrote to change the plot of the movie. The plot used to have uh, two, three warring nations, and we changed it to have two warring alien nations. This was totally ad lib by you coming in about the bionet. Yeah.
1: What (sighs) do we hear from our friends upstairs?
0: Again, there you guys are acting to blue screen. Warning.
1: Photography inspection.
2: Warning. It
0: looked, it looked like you were looking at us for a second.
1: I thought all those people that worked in the Men in Black headquarters, all those yeah. sort of extras in the background, I thought those people were all really cool. They were really cool. They worked hard and they they, they got it. They were uh, They just did a wonderful job.
0: You know who we haven't talked about is Don Peterman, the cinematographer who shot this movie. I thought he did a great job at making it look so specific and
1: sharp and clear. The, y- y- yeah, you can always see and there's always something to see and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the lens moves uh, it never leaves, it's, it always starts in a beautiful composition moves through a beautiful composition and winds up on a beautiful composition And um, it's, it's, you know Peterman is easy to forget about because he never speaks. Yeah. <laughs> but he sees beautifully. But you can always tell what
0: time it is during the day by how low his pants are getting.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> old hey old guys is one of my favorite moments.
2: Do those still work?
0: And now we dissolve from here to uh The real thing. Matte painting. Uh that's supposed to be the real thing.
1: Oh the uh, thing.
0: it's a little fakey. Now we're actually uh about to come on to one of my all-time favorite scenes in any movie, which is the uh, scene of you and Will driving upside down in the tunnel. That's another scene that didn't deserve to work when we were shooting it, don't you think?
1: Oh, yes. There are many scenes that didn't deserve to work. And and uh, Peterman, speaking of our mm-hmm. cinematographer, is no small reason for uh, our, our getting away with uh, the things that we did Uh, We had tremendous, tremendous uh, boost from Elvis Presley. Yep. And you sing it, Elvis. And Chuck Berry, who wrote that that beautifully poetic song.
0: So this is all done with uh, ILM, who did a great job in this scene. The tunnel and all the cars in the tunnel are miniatures, although the miniature was probably about 80 or 100 feet long. You are actually, you and Will are actually upside down in just a little bubble capsule. Yeah. I remember the unfortunate time when you guys were locked upside down in the capsule when Will farted.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, I've been trying to forget, but I, but I do remember.
0: You were very kind to him. Although Will was screaming, let him out, let Tommy out. We flipped you over quickly, but you were very relaxed about it outwardly so there you are singing upside down yeah and uh this this is a scene that was you're right it's it's the acting it's chuck berry and elvis presley and it's also a, just a brilliant job by eric brevig and all of his friends at ilm I love and that. it's
1: your, and your your refusal to you know to, to be bored <laughs> Your flat refusal to be bored for one minute.
0: This was uh, shot on the biggest stage at Sony. It's where they shot the uh, yellow brick road uh, for The really? Wizard of Oz. Really?
1: God, I, I didn't know that I worked in that same studio. Yep. God, I've been around a block a time or two. Oh, sure. Did Weren't there,
0: you the mayor of Lollipop Land? In the ori- no, no, that no, wasn't you.
1: No, that wasn't me. No.
0: So that's a combination of a real set and a painting. There you go. We had a better line that we took out. I liked it before when Will said, "Do you know how to use those things?" and you said, "No idea whatsoever."
1: Yeah.
0: We went with we chickened out and went with different. Not we. I chickened out and went with something else
2: minute to the destruction of Earth. A minute
1: to destruction. People, the one, the one question people always ask me is, "What is the most difficult scene?" And I never know the answer to that mm. because the, either they're all easy, or none of them, are. <laughs> or none of them are. But uh, in, in ranks of difficulty <coughs> is uh, uh, a very hard question to. Answer.
0: You don't mind acting to blue screen that much, do
1: you? Oh no, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I just like having a job, there. <laughs> <You> okay. <know? laughs> blue screen, green screen, any. Um...
0: How about the last scene in the movie? Well, we'll get to that. But I was wondering uh, the book. emotional scene. Here we are. We're we're on stage in New York with some
1: sad greenery in the background for these two shots. But we we was you know, it's, it's kind of a motif by now. You know, I was, we were talking about the green, the impossibly green hills at right. the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And it makes the studio stuff work. And it was established at the very beginning with those Im- impossibly well-composed saguaro cactus, you know, in the opening mm-hmm. sequence. So uh, as far as uh, our audience and as far as we know by now, The entire universe is one big set. Here you
0: are on blue screen, and I love the difference in reaction between his being frightened and you having done this 11 times before. Yeah. And he's saying, like, should we run? Are we going to run? What's going on? And even in these next shots, you can see the difference between Will totally frightened and uh, Tommy sort of being the old hand at this. This, again, was all shot at Sony on uh, big stage for weeks, and in order to keep the grass living, remember it was like 40 degrees and very humid. Ugh. It was just cold and dank and uncomfortable. And now we're really coming up to a lot of shots where Will and Tommy are acting to nothing. To uh, we called it Sea Biscuit, a little sort of head on a stick to show you where to look
2: vehicle and put
0: your hands on your head <laughs> Vincent's is now yeah totally falling apart his skin is totally flaking and, this, this,
1: and his character is really disgusted with these human beings yeah
0: he's fed up nothing's worked well now this is all computer graphics on Edgar Bug from now on Rick Baker had designed a brilliant 11-foot-tall Edgar Bug, which was designed to talk but not be able to walk, and at the last minute we rewrote the script, because we had no ending. Remember, it was a a debate between Will and the Bug about the nature of the universe, and I convinced Sony that we needed some action in our action-adventure comedy. So at the last minute, we had to throw out rick's bug which worked great but wasn't designed to move here's a shot where you're acting to nothing
1: yeah i'm acting to a a a crane
2: eat me eat me eat. Get. Get.
0: And then the last shot, Tommy, that you did on the
1: movie is this one.
0: Is is those shots? That was the most.
1: That that shot was the most difficult for me in the entire movie. Really? Movie. It was. Yeah. You had to. You know. You remember? You put me in this (laughs) big trough full of um, MS gelatin. Right. And.
0: And you had to act. Yeah. Now. Here's Will acting to a non-existing computer graphics bug. And this shot here where Will gets punched, that was online at ILM for about eight months until we could figure out a way to make it funny. And this is all Eric Brevig and his guys at ILM. But the last shot we did of Tommy was in New York City in this big vat of sort of
1: mucus yeah oh, It was terrible
0: and we came up with this whole ending uh a week before we shot it we had been uh we had a year in pre-production 5 months of shooting and we still didn't have an ending and the last weekend before we shot this we wrote this ending where you know Will figures out to start killing uh Edgar Bug's relatives And a lot of this stuff that Will's talking about here was stuff that Will sort of wrote on the day. We had to count every cockroach between setups to make sure that none had escaped for the uh, uh, humane society.
1: They didn't want you killing any cockroaches? That's correct.
0: We weren't allowed to and in fact anytime you see anything being crushed it's like... A rubber cockroach? It's a packet of mustard under a shoe. But we'd have to well, how count- are those
1: cockroaches doing?
0: Oh, they're fine. Uh, a lot of them have uh gone on just based on the residuals of this yeah. movie they're they're uh Big moved on
1: they're very comfortable I imagine
0: and again, this whole time, will is acting to sort of a head on a stick walking towards him
2: snatching up galaxies and anything. My attitude is don't stop nothing that was another a cool very bug.
1: hard shot, yeah. It was surprisingly difficult to um, light that studio. Yeah. Very uh, hard. I think it had something to do with the scale of things, didn't it?
0: It was so big, and the green would absorb all the light, and, all, and the black uh, velour all around the stages. That was an insert we shot about six months later. Remember how much Will hated... Having this stuff on them, yeah. You kind of enjoyed it, I think. Well, yeah. At least you didn't whine about it the way Will did.
1: No, I, I started. You know, it's, it's like a, a keyboard or a car, or you know, any other prop. It's a some thing to do. Right. And um, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like this. <laughs> I love the ray gun. Yeah. And all the goo. And uh, I just you know dug it.
0: Watch out. I think half of Edgar Bug's still alive back there. Oh, no.
2: it was the fire. Not
1: bad for your second day at work,
0: is
2: it? <laughs> huh? uh, it's definitely rates about a 9.0 on my weird
1: shit-a-meter. Should have been here for the Zeronian migration 1968.
0: 1968.
2: I guess you weren't
0: even alive in We had so many attempts at the ending. At one point, Linda became a man in black, and you were neuralized At one point. Uh she got neuralized, and you didn't get neuralized. Remember there were about five or six endings over oh. the
1: course of yeah yeah,
0: but we seem to make only the right decisions tommy now i I love this scene again for me this this scene. Emotionally grounds the entire movie. I remember shooting it over two nights. It was windy. Mm -hmm. You can see all the wind on the shadows. And it was annoying. And and the generators were making noise. But it was so genuinely emotional.
1: They're beautiful, aren't they? Stars. I mean, I never look at them anymore. But they actually are quite um,
2: beautiful. Uh, Kay, you're frightening your partner.
1: I haven't been training a partner. I've been training a replacement. Right there.
2: Wait a minute, Kay. I cannot do this job by myself. Hey, guys, my apartment isn't anywhere near here. It's not even on the same island.
1: Days, months, years. Always face it forward.
0: I don't think that's your hands or Will's hands. Have we just ruined the movie for everybody? No. Okay. No,
1: no. We tried to shoot that insert. Yep. But you were very picky about the timing of it.
0: Okay, cut it out. Again, Elfman did a great job on the music, and the it just adds to the now. emotional level of the whole thing. No. You won't. Now coming up is one of the most expensive shots ever done in the history of motion pictures which is the last shot of the movie that starts on Will and Linda driving away and pulls back into another
1: universe. Um, which I think is the coolest part of the movie.
2: Oh, do you?
1: Yeah, I love yeah. the epilogue. Mm-hmm. I think it's just very artful. I, 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 did, I really dig it.
0: For me, it sort of sums up the uh, sort of philosophy of the whole movie, which is that we don't really know what's going on, and we think we do, and we think we're so smart. It's what Tommy tries to teach Will in the movie, which is, you know, Will always has answers, you know, but Tommy's been around and he knows there are no answers and this this last shot after the Dennis Rodman joke was almost a million dollars it starts here and it's a series of zoom outs. the helicopter kept going higher and higher and then the shots were perfectly combined and now we're into total computer graphics and again uh, this was a shot that I had always wanted to do but was not scripted. And when Sony and and John Kelly saw the movie in almost finished form, they agreed to give me the money to do this shot because I think it just feels like a really smart ending.
1: It's very smart. And I I remember hearing you uh, talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember thinking, oh, well, that's just another Barry idea. (laughs) Thank you. uh, And when I saw it, it, it was precisely as you described it, and uh and and turns out to be my favorite uh thing in the in the whole movie it's uh it's a very bright idea
0: well, we had a great time. Let's see who we can talk about here uh um, okay oh, oh, look yes. there's vern see Elian's son yeah. he was the guy who was uh many me and austin powers too uh Smurz was the uh Stun stunt guy. coordinator.
1: Puppeteers, Ed Alonzo, everybody. He, Look at yeah. all those puppeteers. Yep. Those guys did a great job. And they were their own society.
0: Stephen Mullen dealt with all that whining from me over the years. That was, that was his job, yep. listening to you, you whine. And Graham, who's still to this day my best friend. Yeah. Gabriella just had a kid, I think. If she didn't, I apologize. Jackie. And Rob, they were very important, doing all the uh, industrial lighting Oh, now the, these,
1: these set decorators. Uh, Steve St. John uh, never sufficiently appreciated Steve St. John. Yep. The, the Steadicam genius. Mm-hmm. The biggest feet in the world. His feet are three feet long.
0: And don't forget Zorn, his assistant.
1: Zorn, the wonderful, the the the, the wordless. Yep, All-seeing. Yep. Never out of focus is Zorn.
0: We pass Katherine James who did your makeup for ever. Yeah. Peter Curlin, the sound mixer, who's done every single Coen Brothers movie. And is a really good crossword puzzle guy.
1: Let's apologize again for all the people who who who, who, who were not mentioning. His names weren't speaking out loud as the thing, thing rolls by.
0: Skip Lee, who designed all the sound, and, and Lee, who mixed it. I also want to talk about Jim Miller, who was the uh, editor of the movie, who's edited every movie I've directed so far, who spent almost
1: two years on it. Oh, I love that. Bug Wrangler. Yep. Mark Jackson. Yep. Bug Wrangler. What a job.
0: Two assistants to Mr. Sonnenfeld. One assistant to Mr. Jones. What do all these assistants do? Uh, Oh, you know, coffee.
2: Okay.
0: Bob Putentowski, who's a color timer, who's since
1: retired, is excellent. And and, uh, tell tell what a second unit is, Barry. A
0: second unit is is, those guys that are shooting shots like cars driving up and inserts of bugs and cockroaches. Um,
1: that you don't have time for.
0: That I don't have time for. Neri Kyle Tannenbaum is great because you get to say Tannenbaum, oh Tannenbaum whenever yeah. you see her. So that's yeah. kind of a...
1: And she never gets tired of it. Right?
0: No, God no. Not when I do it. Uh, Dennis Gamiello is a key grip who's done most movies with me. Um, when I used to be a cameraman and Rusty Angles who was a gaffer for me for many years. And this is
1: all second unit here all of these guys, right?
0: Yeah, now we're into yeah, now we're into uh, Rick Rick's guys.
1: It took a lot of people to make this movie.
0: How good is Rick Baker?
1: Oh, Rick Baker, you know the greatest thing about him is he's really funny. Yeah. He's really really funny. If you don't watch him, he'll sneak over behind the camera and he'll paint a bruise. On, on himself mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. And, and which looks like he's just been brutalized, mm-hmm. and then he'll step up beside you, slap himself, and then and, 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 and then look to some you know really important producer and say, "Look at what this
2: actor did to me
1: and That's a funny thing.: You have to watch out for him, he's dangerous that way. Um, Rick Becker's a great guy.
0: Do you know that if it wasn't for these eight minutes of end titles, I think the movie would have been too short to show on television? It's a very short movie.
1: That's what, well, uh, well, so that's why the titles r- roll so slowly. Yeah,
0: so slowly. I think there's eight minutes of titles. This is still, we're still in the world of industrial light and magic here. Yeah. Who did a fantastic job.
1: Wait a minute. Does that say Headquarters Surveillance Egg Unit? Is that yes. what that
0: said? What is that? Remember the big egg screen yeah. at Men in Black Headquarters? All the. Visuals that went on. There was a separate unit oh, okay. done mainly on Macintosh computers, as opposed to the big right. micros. Micro miniature
1: system. tunnel units?
0: Yeah, those. Each one of those cars in the miniature tunnel is about that big, and I think there were eighty of them at a cost of several hundred thousand dollars. Whoa! Now the whole, remember we talked about the bug at the beginning of the movie, the opening title credits. That's a, yeah. an entire different studio as well Pablo Ferro who did both Adam's Families and Doctor Strange Love hey we're getting near the end yeah we know who those guys are but then there's the soundtrack stuff uh oh
1: Soundtrack in Columbia.
0: Didn't Will Smith write a song called Men in Black for this movie?
1: Yeah, it, it, it went on MTV and it, and it was a big hit. Oh, yeah.
0: There it is. Promised Land. Oh, yeah. And that's the only two songs in the movie.
1: Animal Supply, Animal Actors of Hollywood. They supplied Frank the Pug. And the Cockroaches, too? No,
0: they were not the supplier of the cockroaches. They were insects of Hollywood. uh, Insects of Hollywood. There are so many of those. Hey, Susan Ringo is my wife. Uh, We call her sweetie. Yeah. Well, Tommy, thank you for stopping by today and watching the movie with me.
1: Oh, I've certainly enjoyed it. I, I, I like this movie, you know.
0: Imagine if we could have heard what we were saying.
1: Right. Yeah. I really do like this movie. Me too.